Hello, this is Marquita Garman, aka One Kept Woman. Welcome to my podcast. This is Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. All right. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Uh, we're back again. Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman and yes. the bearded lady, Latoya Covington. That's me. So today... We are having a conversation on race, politics, and Christianity. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Hot button topic. You hear me? It shouldn't have to be. To me, I don't think this is something that should have to be explained. But apparently, we as children of God need a deeper explanation to okay. know to know to know to know well we are just we are just not we are ooh, we are all over the place with yeah, this we are and i'm telling you and i'm not yeah. gonna blame 2020 i'm gonna blame you know a lot of people say oh you know 2020 going out listen this is not a new issue Bob, this is not a new issue and you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and say i was watching a prayer, uh, what do you want to call it? Prayer summit, or it was like an invitation to national or global prayer. And people, um, a lot of people, 100,000, I want to say, I might be incorrect on that number, but a lot of people gathered in Washington to pray for our nation. Okay. Yay. Bye. Okay. Thank you. That's, That's awesome. That's and they did mm-hmm. live stream it, and I joined in and I listened. And I have to say, there were some good parts. There were some not so good parts. I've had some good days. (laughs) Yes. I couldn't go all the way in into the holy of holies, but I was in the outer courts. I I can say we were in the outer courts. I don't I don't think we went into the Holy of Holies in this thing. You hear me? And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why. Okay, go ahead. Share, share, share. There is still a very, very present spirit of division in the book of Christ. Okay? Thank you. Thank you for that. Because that's definitely confirmation. Yes. And so there, that thing is being uncovered and exposed in so many hearts these days that we knew this thing mm-hmm. existed. But I'm going to tell you this. When I say uncovered and exposed, this thing is laying bare and naked right now. Honey. Got on no clothes. Newborn baby. Out. Booty out. You hear Booty me? Booty out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like an orangutan right about now. All the right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because let me tell you, there's this one gentleman that spoke. I'm not going to call his name. He was called as a rabbi and a prophet. Oh. But I'm not going to mention his name. And oh. he spoke and he prayed. 
And he recounted the history, the American history. And he said, when our uh, ancestors came over on the Mayflower, they came with an idea of religious freedoms, of bringing God, uh, uh, of establishing a nation under God. And our constitution is written, um, you know, founded on principle, biblical principles and um, honoring God, okay. He skipped right over that other ship that came a little while later. <laughs> uh, hey, right over that next ship that came, okay. And he went right to uh, 2001. God is calling our nation into account with what happened with uh, 9/11. And, I know um, we were we came under attack. That was the first warning, and now. Years later, we have the pandemic and we have these racial tensions going on. We have the slaughter of all of these unborn babies, and God is not pleased. Um, and I'm sitting here, I'm praying with one eye open, one eye closed, like, um, sir, rewind. First of all, take it back because, hum, I wonder why else God may be calling America into account. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, I probably would have put up my little one church finger and exited the building because I'm telling you, I started watching it and there was a gentleman on there and I don't know his name, um, but Rabbi, I'm going to say he was probably of the Jewish uh, culture. I got a feeling you're talking about the same one I'm talking about. <laughs> and when I tell you, I started listening because I was like oh national day of prayer I forgot I forgot we still do that because I'm, I forgot we still do it let me just say it like to be honest and um whenever I heard him talking I just heard cling, 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 cling. Uh, yeah 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 okay uh-huh you know how the word says you know some people when they talk god forgive me for paraphrasing it I know I have to do better but you know some of it's gonna sound like uh brass and and tingling of the symbols like it just is not even it didn't even make sense it was i'm so glad that they definitely had a day of prayer uh -huh. but just like you said i mean you y'all graciously skip over the important part and when he said my ancestors baby were your jewish <laughs> if you are of the jewish descent were your ancestors on that boat um like you are starting to identify even in a culture that is not even of yours. But anyway, that's another subject probably for a later time in this conversation. And how do you feel as though you can continue to call a nation great when it won't even address the elephant in the room? Right. That part, that part. And you know what that elephant is? That elephant is the oppression and wounding of a people that has not been, that has still to this day not been repaired. You have right. not taken an account. You have not accepted your responsibility. You have done so little in repairing that breach and you constantly rip off the bandage and dip your finger back in the wound. Right. Constantly. Okay. Constantly. constantly. And, and haphazardly too. Right, and let me just let me just uh, preference this because uh, uh, people don't, you know. I'm just gonna tell you what my my perspective has been because I don't want people to assume that I'm one of these 
Black Lives Matter camp people or um, woke um, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the skin that I'm in. If you haven't figured it out by now, I am Black, African American. Female. I'm that. Female. I'm that. Female. Um, okay. So, look. All right. There is a wound that has not been allowed to heal. Right. Okay? If I have a friend and I, and I take that friend and I stab him and I stab him and I stab him. Okay. And then I let them go. Mm-hmm. They have wounds, right? Right. Okay. If I say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. They still have wounds, right? Right. If I take salt and I throw it at them, <laughs> it's going to hurt, right? It's going right. to burn. Right? Okay. Right. So this is something that God showed me a couple weeks ago. And not even just pertaining to, it's a principle. So let me say that. It's a principle. So it, it fits uh, it fits many different scenarios. So it's not even just per- pertaining to this particular issue. But it's with healing and deliverance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So God really was showing me a couple of weeks ago that a lot of times people are not delivered from certain spirits because they have not been healed from the issue that caused it. So when you suffer through something, when you have a traumatic experience, when something happens to you um, where there's a breach and it causes pain, all right, that's a wound. First of all, you have to be healed in that area because this is what happens. That trauma, it attracts spirits. It attracts um it attracts certain things to you because of the pain it it draws those things to you so now okay you got a spirit of rejection whispering to you you got a spirit of abandonment you got wrath you got rage you got uh whatever have you whispering to you and connecting with you through that access point caused by that wound but when you heal up that wound and that breach guess what those spirits no longer have a place from which to operate. So now you can cast that thing out because you can have deliverance. You can't have deliverance from something that is still festering in a womb. Right. And that's right. what that's that's where we are. I feel like that's where we are. And this nation is being, oh, I don't want to say naturally I see it split, spiritually I see splits. But I know that there, there is a remnant. I, I will never say what's going on negatively without saying uh, positively what I know God is doing and God is in the midst because he's still in control. There's still a remnant of people and we will arise and continue to arise. So what I'm saying is, okay, can we start the healing process? Can right. we acknowledge what has happened? Can mm-hmm. we repair that breach sincerely? Can we go back and look at what has happened and stop denying these people their feelings and rights? It's like a person who is wounded and you keep telling them, uh, you're okay. You hit you, you you even hurt yourself sometimes. So why are you mad at me for hurting you? Right. Oh, well, when you do this to yourself it hurts so why are you still crying about how i hurt you well we do this to ourselves because of the pattern that you already introduced Mm -hmm. us to right and i'm gonna tell you four things i'm gonna try to remember all four things that i that i kept hearing 
and that God has definitely had been speaking has been speaking on uh, to me. But the first thing, whenever you started talking, it's repairing the breach. Even the word says, you know, you want to talk about this great nation and you want to pray. You want to take some of the word. You don't want to take all of it. Because right. He says repair the breach where you know that you have been wrong. How do you expect for a nation to continuously prosper and, mm -hmm. and proclaim a portion of God's word and not take all of it? Mm -hmm. um, you're supposed to go back and repair what you know how you have offended to your brother your brother and your sister that's right now that's biblical now yeah. let me say this i'm gonna jump in real quick and then i'll let you continue because i just want to say this real quick that's why this conversation is about race politics and christianity because right. christianity i'm not talking about buddhism hinduism i'm not talking about uh any other faith i'm talking about christianity right but the standard that is set according to the word, according to Christ, our Lord and Savior. Okay. And I mean, and I understand why you said Christianity because that's what they proclaim to this nation to be built on. Yes. They didn't say it was built on Allah or forgive me, being ignorant for all the other, um, you know, religions that are out there. But you know, it's it's not it. That's not what they were. Are, are we didn't build that nation on on this, or they didn't exactly. build that exactly built it on christianity and i'm sorry once again i mean i'll just say this and this is a conversation i've had with my kids you know and i've said it out loud people get upset with god because somebody took a portion of the bible and made it work for them mm -hmm. and of course the biggest thing that they look at is slavery mm -hmm. but they forget that people have taken it out <laughs> they've taken portions and and made it great for themselves and i won't throw any names out there but you have people who have been behind the pulpit and they are millionaires and they're billion they're millionaires they're walking they're driving around in maseratis and, and and car and and um have houses that are twenty five thousand square feet i mean you know what i'm saying so everybody has taken the word and made it what they wanted to to fit their own lives at some point in time and have prospered off of that off yep. of it. Is, is it is it of god i'll just say god allowed it right. <laughs> god allowed it to happen it rains on the just and the unjust mm -hmm. okay so back to my other things um let's see i said repair the breach definitely oh lord help me remember i don't have my book right here but um remnants and residue God spoke that. He said, out of the remnants and residue will I be established. Will I shake things up? Will I turn things around out of remnants and residue? And I'm like, whoo, that is good word, God. Yes. Thank you for that. Because what God is not in the majority. That's right. He is not. And one thing God showed me a long time ago, and I thank God for it, he said, if it's popular, Toya, by the time it's popular, I'm not in it anymore. Right. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb right there. Right. By the time it's popular, it, I'm not I'm not in it anymore. So just, just keep it, keep it pushing. And I'm just very, very, very grateful for that word. Um, another thing that I would like to say and add, I just, I just don't know what the people i'm gonna tell you another thing that i posted and, and it's gonna tie into this christians can people of uh kingdom people cannot you know christians can say um oh i believe and i 
um, thinking, no, sis, no, bro. What does the word of God say? Are you going to be kingdom minded and take it at its word? I don't care what your mama and your papa. Yes. Tradition, <clears throat> religion. religion. Uh huh. Right. And Come I don't care what Robert E. Lee said he uh, helped Come on in here. Come on, y'all. Right is right and wrong is wrong. It's just as simple as black and white. And you cannot keep ignoring it. I called, once again, it wasn't me. It was God who dropped it in my spirit years ago. How um, America is the new Sodom and Gomorrah. Ooh. And I mean, he said this years ago. He said, America is like the new Sodom and Gomorrah. And when I tell you, when I think about that word, just to see the events and the things that has unfolded over the, just in 2020, mm -hmm. it is crazy. I'm all for progression. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for progression. I'm all for learning more um, and, and doing things in a new way. But we have to be careful as a nation when you say that we are built on on God and, and, and God's word and, you know, to, to mm -hmm. be the God. Are we really? And then we get so far away from that. The mm -hmm. first, the first issue that I see in history was that, okay, you, you are a, if you're a godly nation, then why are you enslaving people? And okay. Throughout history, they, there, there have been, there's been slavery. Okay. Not just of our, people there's been slavery all right but the it, the conditions and the subhuman treatment and all of that you know slavery is one thing and indentured servitude is one thing but you have to acknowledge the hate the uh, bigotry the e pure evilness right that's evil that's demonic that is demonic. You hear me? That's demonic oppression. So think, yeah. let's go back and even think about the children of Israel under the rule of Egypt. Mm -hmm. All right. God allowed, he, he already had prophesied that the people that, okay, your seed is going to go into, uh, into slavery for 400 years. Okay. Uh, it was for correction of the people because they had gone after other gods. So when God sends his people into uh what whatever he uses for correction in, in this instance slavery all right he uses another nation to correct them but that nation or, or that those people are not without fault they are still accountable god only uses what is already in their heart in order to bring forth his purposes to correct his people but when he says the time is is up he will bring them out so mm -hmm. okay fast forward to today all right when it, if if we would put put it in in retrospect and look in and say okay uh our people because yeah we are um black african american women okay so our people have this history behind us of uh, basically 400 years of slavery and you know being in this nation where the playing field still has not been leveled naturally, even though, you know, I'll touch on the spiritual side of it in, in just a minute, but there is no way you cannot tell me that there's no 
time of judgment or accountability. Right. There, there has to be, and especially like you said, and what we're discussing, this is supposed to be a nation that's founded on biblical principles under God. Okay. So when are we going to go back into the word and deal with this biblically? It's getting to the point now, you know, you kind of, you touched on it. It's getting to the point now that some people don't even want to be called Christians. Right. They don't want to be called Christians because of the reputation of a Christian has been, oh, wow, it's just so much. For one, there's some historical um, reasons why, you know, some people are, you know, they don't want to be called Christian because they say it, it was a, it's a Rome, it's basically something that Rome set up and they changed a right. lot of things. And, you know, the Jesus that people talk about is not the, the true Jesus and, you know, as far as history, you know, there's a, a guy that, you know, you, you know, I'm not going to even get into all of that. Cause that's a whole nother topic. Okay. I know who my savior is. <laughs> I call on him in spirit and truth. So anyway, Christianity is, is coming to a point where people don't even want to be labeled as a Christian because it has been, it hasn't been held up to the standard of what a Christian is supposed to be, you right. know? So nowadays when somebody says they're a Christian, you have to ask them what kind of Christian, exactly. what, <laughs> what, what type of Christian, what do you believe in? Um, because for one, there's Christians that, like you said, they think they can just take on the title of a Christian and, and do anything they want after that you know, and then there are Christians that specifically I want to talk about today on the two sides of race, on the black woke side, on the American pure, uh, American dream side, right. make America great again side. Right, right. Oh my goodness. And I don't understand what the make America great definitely is supposed to entail because if you think about it when from, was it great that's what i would say from the foundations of it it was never great yeah. it was it was already crooked i mean you know you come over here okay so this is one thing i i say about history it's his story mm -hmm. and a lot of us are trying to go back which i appreciate historians for trying to do their do their uh research and things of that nature but once again it's his story. You are looking at somebody's side of the story. You don't know what their emotional state was. You don't know what their spiritual state was. You don't know if they were being honest and truthful. You're just taking it at it at their word. And it has been uncovered time and time again that the things that they have discussed, discovered, invented, uh, come about has it was not even the way that it was. Right. So how can you trust? what has already been set before you and say that it was great. And that's why a lot of people that are in our skin don't like that statement, make America great again, because it sounds like you're saying you want to go back in the time where it, America was, I'm going to say it like this, it's this whitewashed America. Right. This you don't want equality. Right. It's not about equality. It's about um, domination and being in, in, in full power and just 
running over everybody else and going forward to what you want and everybody else just, you know, fall in line and, and, and submit to that. Right. But I know spiritually what God is doing. He is making America great again. And guess what? First, he, he is going to bring her to her knees. Yes. He is going to crumble and dismantle everything that man has built. Yes. That's how America will be great again. And guess yes. what? He's even going to divide even to the very heart and marrow of every person starting first and first and foremost with those who proclaim Christ. Yes. Now let me let me tell let me ask you this, sis, because I'm I just want to know how you feel about this. Because, you know, I follow a lot of people. I have started uh following people as far as for their prophetic voice and i don't i don't discriminate i see us all as as one in the spirit okay i don't discriminate if you if you're speaking according right. to the spirit and i recognize what you're saying as far as i know that was holy spirit inspired i will go and follow you because i want to surround myself with other prophetic voices you know right okay so whenever I come across some posts and some messages. And like I said, even on that prayer, that prayer day, you do know that your, our savior has given us gifts in the spirit, right? Okay. Sister and brother in Christ, we do have spiritual gifts. Not that, not that it even takes a spiritual discernment to recognize and hear what's being said, but it just really irks me. It just grieves me when I read something from a prophetic voice that is tainted with this Americanized type of Christianity. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's one side, it's one side, it's leaning to one side. Right. And I'm going to tell you, it that just reminds me of the ads that I get on different social medias automatically. I don't have a political party or affiliation at all, but considering that I am a brown, I call myself brown, American female, they automatically send me things from the Democratic mm -hmm. Party. And I'm not trying to be funny. <clears throat> God has already shown me a long time ago, you don't trust either side. Right, same. Uh, you don't trust either side. I don't care if they throw Oh, um, I don't care what they throw in there. It could be pro-life, it could be pro-choice, it could be uh, pro-all black people, pro-whatever. Mm. It's just, mm -mm. just don't, don't trust it because nothing has changed. And to be honest with you, I was watching, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, a uh, revival or I don't know what you would call it, but it was during Rosh Hashanah. And I'm going to tell you, as soon as the person who was praying mentioned a presidential name, I had to, I, it, it did something to me in my spirit and I had to click off. And I'm like, hmm. why? I understand God may be dealing with you as a person on how to choose politically because, I mean, you know, it, we are here to vote. Some people feel that mandate on their life and that's fine. I won't say what mine is or if it isn't. But at the end of the day, 
why throw that why 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 mix that in with your prayer yeah my yeah my issue is proclaim the kingdom right proclaim the kingdom and i'm not saying we don't all have our have our views but those views if you are not a person who is only letting christ in certain parts of your life if he is truly inhabiting and dwelling in you then everything you do should be through the filter of the kingdom right now it goes both ways to me right i hear so many people so many brown people who speak against the presidency who were all for the last president when when you look below underneath the covers the issues and things that happened and were signed into law the, come on um i am personally i'm not a person who is going like you said the democrat thing just because of the, we have brown skin oh you assume we're automatically democrats i'm not a person who i follow the spirit let me just mm -hmm. say that right and I am not a person who is going to be for a person only because I can relate to them in my skin. Either way, or if I can't relate to them in my skin, right. I want to know what is the spirit of the Lord saying. I want to know, God, what are you saying? And I'm going with that. So if you're telling me that I'm using this person to bring forth my will, Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm doing in this era. I respect that. And right. I didn't speak ill towards the previous president. I don't speak ill towards this current president. Right. Because God has revealed to me and shown me some things that for such a time as this, this is the chosen vessel. Exactly. I mean, my uh, thing, one thing that we have to, one thing that God showed me, you know, we look at that one person that is in the leadership of presidency but they have to understand he's only allowed to do what those other people give him permission to do still mm -hmm. at the end of the day and that's from the previous presidents presidents to the current one right and i can see the agenda of of the current presidency um, and the people who are backing the current presidency as far as so like Congress and, and the Senate and things of that nature, you know, those type of, that's what I mean. Um, you know, they're going to okay the things that they probably would not have okayed mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. They're going to deny the things that they probably would not have wanted. And, and I'm going to go back to this point because I didn't say it, but God showed me that there is one thing that will never change on the earth. And that's division. Anything that can keep the people divided. And this is one of the things like, oh, and I, I mean, you know, I'll tell, I tell anybody, you can't, people show their true colors when certain things are presented. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're looking at, oh, well, you know, it's a whole bunch of racist people. Now that they got this president, no, baby, they were racist way before this. Right, it just exposed what was already there. Yeah, because they they were they were racist with the previous president. Nobody wanted to be uh, to have somebody that looked like us in charge of them. Mm -hmm. 
they showed it then. And now the people that look like us are doing the exact same thing that was <laughs> happening. That's what I'm like, it is so hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And come on, people. And look, I'm not talking about people just in the world and who have not proclaim that they are a follower of Christ. I'm talking about followers of Christ. Right. And I don't understand like how I had one brother to tell me, said, you know, God is raising up the nation of Israel. And, you know, one day we're going to be able to have slaves. And I, and I asked, and I said, well, isn't, isn't this repeating the same cycle? Like where in the word of God does it say when we as a people, as brown people, because this is how the conversation was going. Where does it say in the word that we as brown people would turn around and be able to own those that don't look like us? How would he raise us to continue to be in a cycle that he's trying to break in itself? Like how, how, why would you want to? I'm not trying to be funny. Speaking from the wound, he's speaking, that person was speaking from that wounded place. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If God ever put me in a position to have slaves, no, I mean, they would be considered servants because I know that in the Bible, they had those, you know what I'm saying? I don't want, I don't want slaves. Let me just be, let me be real there. But, um, you know, you, I, I would like a butler and a maid and a person that, a personal assistant and a person that will, <laughs> I want a chef. Yeah, I'd like an assistant right now, right about now to take some of this stuff off my plate. Assistants, Okay. But but those people were treated fairly. They did have those that were in enslaved or however you want to use the word, in servitude that mm-hmm. were treated fairly. So I don't understand why people would really and truly want that cycle to come back, to have the opportunity to do what? To lord move. over. To lord over. It's that's what I'm saying. It's that ego and talking from that wounded place and wanting to turn the table. So now I'm lording over you now. It's like the revenge and the payback, and none of that <laughs> vengeance is is mine, said the Lord. What wow. really, from the foundations of the earth, God set apart a people. He called out Abraham, and 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 birthed a nation through this man in order to set a people apart for him to draw to have an example to draw people. The whole point is for everyone whom so whoever will to come to be drawn to him to um walk in you know that blessed place and to have that relationship with him to be connected to him and you know christ came he died and he was uh risen again so and he gave us access so all of that was to bring us close to god and it was to bring all of us close to God, even though God knew it, all of us would not come. But right. his, his entire uh, plan from the beginning was to draw us back to him into relation. And it was not based on skin or race, ethnicity. He chose the people and set them apart to mm-hmm. be used for that purpose. Right. Okay. So, but the, but the veil is torn. Christ came as he came. He came in the, in the ethnicity that he came in because it was prophesied. He was prophesied to come that way. All right. But once he did what he did, there is now neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, uh, race, all of that stuff. That is the, that's the skin we're in. Yes, it does have purpose and it is for a reason because God does everything 
for a purpose and, and for a reason. At the same time, we have to come up to a higher place of our perception from yeah. the heavenlies where we are seated in Christ and understand that when the word says there's neither male nor female, Greek or Jew, it's, it, it's not talking about you don't have skin anymore. It's not, it's not talking about that. It's saying that in the spirit, you are one with God. Exactly. God is not uh, a race. God is not an ethnicity. God is spirit. Right. And it said, even with Christ in Corinthians, Paul said, yeah, yeah, we knew him before in the flesh, but henceforth, we know him no more in the flesh and know no man after the flesh, but know each other according to the spirit. Exactly. So that is a greater way. That's the greater way of living. But you know why we divide things up and we make it about race and ethnicity, ethnicities. We do that for power. We do that for greed. We do that so we can put some people in a certain category in a certain class so that we can say these people are like this and this and this and we're better and they're like this and that is the way it all began. That's why it all started. Right. <laughs> right. Cain and Abel. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean. Yeah. My prayer is that uh, that we can all just really come up, come up, come up, come up, come up higher to a, a higher perspective and seeing this. See it. Ask God, God, how do you see it? How do you see this? Instead right. of debating and promoting our own views that are so tainted. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you're so tainted. And I mean on both sides. Right, and that's uh, my question to you is this. In your opinion, of course, because this is what we're, we're doing, we're having candid discussion. That's right. From, uh, for you, how would you like to see people who don't look like us people who look like us to be able to lay down their perception of of race well not even necessarily their perception of race let me let me rewind my question how would you if you had the opportunity to sit down with someone who did not look like you of the caucasian persuasion as i said and i hope that's not offensive to anybody but i say peachy people um, if you could sit down and speak to them and they had an opinion about your brown skin, what would be your words to them? What kind of through in, You know, as far as for like, um, in their Christian manner, not agreeing with the color of your skin, they don't like the color of your skin, they have a perception of how people that look like you, your brown skin, how they are, um, how they how they are perceived okay example um over in other countries we when you see us you know how they show us how pictures in africa everybody's over there they're starving there's flies mm -hmm. over there and the baby's about to die because of what have you we know we i never thought about africa being a beautiful place never right because of that perception mm -hmm. over in those places from my understanding, that's how they, that's why the Africans who quote unquote don't like us as brown Americans, um, that's how we're seen over on, over there. We're seen as lazy and 
and you know, uh, mannish and, and um, troublemakers. Mm. So if somebody has that perception of your people and you are able to sit down and talk to them about it, how would you, how would you minister to them? I'm going to say it like that. Well, short term, as far as just being able to have a conversation and nothing after that, I would just tell them, obviously, you cannot know the God that you serve. You cannot know his heart. You cannot know him. You may know scriptures. You may know traditions. You may know, um, you know, people in your pet, your family history who, but you do not know love and that's who God is. You, you cannot, there's no way that you have um, allowed him to rule and reign in your heart if you have those types of views and perceptions because I'll tell you one thing the Holy Spirit will check you right the Holy Spirit will point these things out to you because it grieves God's spirit right okay now long term if I were to be able to have a long-term relationship with this person I would just be me and love them around them. You know, I would, you know, make sure I take opportunity to um, interact with this person and just be me and let them see God through me and love them and right. whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do to, to minister to them, to serve them, whatever, however humbling or however, uh, whatever it may be, I will listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and, and let our relation, let my character and my um the book of me and my daily life let that speak to them exactly and i mean you know that's that's the main thing that we can do i mean i say you know that there's a saying that says each one reach one teach one or mm -hmm. each one reach one however that goes it's a beautiful saying but apparently i can't say it correctly i don't know that yeah, kind of close i think that's that's close that's close oh, good, good, good good job pat on the back for me but um um I think that once you are able to reach one, one can put a thousand to flight. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Uh -huh. And I would put that in the natural and in the spiritual. Yes. Because I've witnessed people of um, peachy people who've had to go against their grain of uh -huh. how they were raised. Right. And for it to kind of change to help change the perception of how we are seen as, as a nation. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I really, I, I know that's, that's a hard position to be in. It cannot be the best position to be in because it's you up against family. Mm -hmm. And whether you do it out of rebellion, I feel like you were chosen by God. Yeah. <laughs> you know whether you're doing it out of out of oh well, i'm gonna show them or even if it's out of curiosity or if it's to make your dad mad or if it's to disappoint your grandpa and blah 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 like i i know that they are chosen by god to break off certain things mm -hmm. because right. we don't understand the total depths of generational cycles yep. we don't understand the total depths of that and you touched on it earlier about how um you know the reactions to trauma and things of that nature and i don't i don't think people understand that just because i didn't experience it doesn't mean 
that the experience did not raise me and did mm-hmm. not shape me in one shape of in mm-hmm. one way, shape, or form. Um, what my mother experienced, right. she out of her experience, yes. what her mother experienced, yes. you know, she was taught through that experience, and mm-hmm. the cycle goes on and on and on from the, you know, from way back when, mm-hmm. and not until we are able to say, okay, nope, that stops with me, mm-hmm. it will continue. Right. Um, I, I watched someone say, um, I'm responsible for how I show my children how to love, how to be, how to interact. Um, because that, you know, I, I, at home is our first teacher. That's right. You're right. You're hitting, you're hitting on something. Um, you're hitting on something right there, but let's take a break right here and we'll come back and we'll discuss it a little bit more. You're listening okay. to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman and the Bearded Lady, aka Latoya Covers. There you go. Jump in there sometime. You can jump in there. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Bye. You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Cup Woman. We'll be right back. You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Cup Woman. All right, welcome back to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman and the Bearded Lady. We're going to welcome back right back into the discussion. I want to really comment on what you were talking about as far as uh, someone who had mentioned on Facebook a comment about, you know, no, 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 no. Roll it back. I know what it was. You said, um, you know, there are some of us who are chosen and there are some people who have had to have those hard conversations and, and stand up for what they believe in as far as when it comes to their families, um, maybe parents or grandparents, um, you know, things that they can say, look, I, I've grown up in this and I see how you guys are and it's not right. I don't agree with it when it comes to um, seeing that racism in your family and it being generational and tied to things that uh, may have happened in the past or things that are passed down. And uh, on that, it just really made me think about my dad. Uh, I actually had a conversation with him just recently. And I know, you know, from some things that he shared with me, his past as a kid coming up in a predominantly white elementary school um, in the, this would have been probably in the late 60s, maybe early, early 70s, possibly. But um, yeah, probably mostly late 60s. And his experience with um, racism, basically. And it kind of has left a scar i can say like a wounded place on him right so you know with everything the climate that's going on right now politically and the racial tensions that are going on you know so it definitely tugs at that and still peaks in that in that wound and 
you know, kind of like what you said, those are the opportunities that we take to speak up. Like even with my dad, you know, I, I had a conversation with him and I was just saying to him, look, it still boils down to our, our individual responsibility, especially when it comes to God. We can't go and stand before God and say, well, you know, this was going on and so much turmoil and racial tension and the president was the, the cause of this and this happened and, you know, okay, but what about you? What did right. I give you? What gifts, what, uh, what, what did I invest in you that would have made an impact that would have been an influence to turn the tide or, or shift the atmosphere, no matter how small you may have deemed it, you know, you had a role to play in everybody's role. Um, it, it's like a, like the domino effect. When I do my right. work, it affects you, 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 and it affects about 10, 20 more people. Then imagine those 10, 20 people doing their part and I was affecting 20, 50. I'm just using random numbers. That's gotcha, gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, I'm just saying each person, it starts with each one of us individually, you know, so... And it's on both sides. That was really my point of saying that too. Like um, the person who you were mentioning, I, I you know, I, I'm assuming it kind of sounds like that's on the on the Caucasian side. Someone you know mm -hmm. who has grown up in our day and time and come up in school and having brown friends, and you know they hear different comments when they get home. Maybe their parents you know doesn't mind them being friends, but this doesn't want them to date you know someone that's brown and right. you know and you know, the, and the whole time that, you know, they're growing up in church and going to church and it's like, okay, God is love. This is what we're saying as Christians, but yet you don't want me to date, um, you know, this person that's of another race. So what is yeah. that? You know, I'm going to tell you that I'm glad you brought that up because I went to a multicultural church for my kids grew up in it. Um, so I'm going to say at least 20 probably about 20 years my kids and I went to a multicultural church okay okay and if you were already an interracial couple it was okay you know nobody ever really spoke about it but when it came to the pastor's children um his stepson because everybody knew his stepson had a crush on my daughter or he had on a crush on another girl who was brown, but her mother was white. Um, it was not something that was going to go down. Wow. And I've heard people actually try to use scripture about how, you know, God tells, God told, um, I don't know, somebody in the Old Testament, not for sure who exactly, uh, not to mix tribes, like not to go be with that person because, you know, you're mixing your tribe or, or however it is some ridiculous way that they said it and I'm like hmm. hmm that's another one of those examples of twisting the scripture to make it fit right right and I mean like even my mother used to tell my brothers and them you know if she can't use your comb don't bring her home but <laughs> I didn't grow up in a Christian household you say that I did not I did not grow up in a Christian household but I do understand <laughs> why why they said it because they broke it down as to association. You know, when uh, 
when black men were getting killed for right. even yeah. looking at a white woman in the in a in an inappropriate manner. So yeah. I understood where they were coming from. Not that they didn't want mixed grandkids. My mother, when I tell you she loved everybody, she loved everybody. Um, there was a young lady I grew up with down the street. I was trying to be her friend. She was on the peachy side. And, and to make her grandmother proud, she used to call me the N-word. But the young lady wow. ended up growing up dating a, a, a black guy. All of her kids are by black kids. I mean, black man. You know, all of her kids are black. And um, she, you know, she continued to date and marry black men. And my house was one of the thing, one of the places that she would come to as she got older. Mm -hmm. I'm not for sure how we rekindled that, but she became one of our really good, she became one of my really good friends. I mean, she was a really good person until she wanted to either get money or wanted to make her grandma proud. Wow. So, um, and once again, those are the people who go to church on Sunday and, and mm -hmm. say hallelujah, but also didn't mind if their cousins killed you at the end of the day. <laughs> so, and that's um, something very sick about that like there's something very I don't I can't find the right word for it but to have that um double double I don't you know being double being someone who can really hold that hate in your heart like that and then on the flip side really can you really worship God with that I mean I don't know yeah. if it was maybe just religion I'm not judging anybody's heart or saying what they were doing what they were not doing but I just um I don't I can't comprehend how you can have a true relationship with with God in spirit and in truth and mm -hmm. not have the Holy Spirit check you on that not have the Holy Spirit point that out to you and and cause you to renew your mind and grow and change in that area whether it comes from you know first of all just you accepting the fact that that is there that those thoughts those ways um those prejudices and biases on both sides just first of all accepting right. and acknowledging that yeah i have these feelings and thoughts and okay now god help me with this and being right you know willing to surrender it before God and allow him to process you in it as in any other thing that we deal with that we have to nail to the cross and and leave mm -hmm. behind once we um accept Christ you know so that's not that's not a kingdom way of thinking that's not a kingdom way of operating or living you know so I mean I guess I mean, my question is and this is one thing that I would have to ask them because and or ask someone even someone who is brown and they are still traumatized uh hurt or still have a um an ought or they have a what is the word i'm looking for they have a problem with people who are yeah offense of people who are who are peachy um who are you trying to please at the end of the day like whose legacy are you trying to hold on to that's more important than god's what happened to the part where it says love your neighbor as you love yourself to love your enemy if you see me as your enemy you know what happened to the part of god saying you still have to love me if god is who you are trying to serve and please but i will i i do think or i know or think i'm gonna say think i'm gonna say that they have not allowed the Holy Spirit to really and truly 
abide in them. Mm -hmm. That's almost like me hating mm -hmm. someone who's done me wrong for whatever reason, and I'm still choosing to hate them for whatever reason. I can't hate them, hold a grudge, right? Um, and still expect God to really and truly be pleased with my life and to, and to be able to hear from him fully without right. that being addressed. Exactly. So, Those things stand in the way. You know, it's like the right. word says, if you come before me to the altar to present a gift and you realize you have an offense or an out between your brother, you need to go and get that right first. And right. because I can't right. even, even with a spouse, even with a husband, you know, you, if you're not, if you're mistreating your wife, what does the word say? Get that right first. And, right. and then we can talk because how can you say you love me whom you have never seen, but you can't treat your brother or sister correctly. Exactly. exactly. And I feel like when we, we continue to let this flesh suit, rule over us i mean you know and I, I thank god that he understands that we are still of the flesh but some there's a time that you have to stop using that as a as an excuse right i tell my kids there's an excuse and then there's a reason an excuse is just a lie that you kind of try to dress up to make it look like it has some type of uh you know some some valid reason and it, it doesn't and a reason is basically it's truth you can't you know, it's, it's truth 100%. So what excuse you like? We just got to stop making the excuses mm -hmm. for it. And just really and truly uphold the word mm -hmm. as much as possible, written and spoken. Yes. Stop trying to justify, stop denying, right. and stop sweeping things under the rug. That's that's what I would right. love to see happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to pray on that, pray that, you know, people even those who are listening, you know, and just in general in our nation that people will be drawn in that place to reconcile, be drawn to, right. to be bare and vulnerable before God and allow him to really show you those hidden places, you know, especially in the body of Christ, because right. we have to be able to move on one accord. It's one spirit you know, and one baptism. So there should be no schisms and division in the body, especially when it comes to race. So, you right. know, and, and like should. I said before, we pick up on that. People can feel yeah. that whenever you're in a ministry um, of, of like a multicultural ministry or maybe a predominantly white ministry or if you're um white and in a predominantly uh black ministry either way those biases and those prejudices and those uh ways of thinking and treating people we you know we pick up on it and it is yeah. it's good it's not it's not something that should be in the body of christ it's it not, should not. That, should, that should be so so yeah, um, I think that's it then. Anything else you want to add? Hey, actually, I do. I just feel led to pray. Okay. Um, and, and nothing overly, I'm just going to let God ask the Holy Spirit to have his way. But um, yeah, just a small prayer because. No need to explain. This. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord God, when we look at you, we just see the ultimate of truth and perfection. And we just thank you for being that example um, that we strive after. God, I just thank you 
uh, for your revelation, truth, and knowledge. I thank you for this time that we can just be open and honest, Lord, and, ex and expressive of what we see as uh, women of God. God, we just thank you that um, you just continue to work on us um, as people. God, you see your body, you see your, um, your children who are chasing after you. And God, I just ask that you continue to prick our hearts, continue to reveal yourself to us, Lord God. Unfold what we call mysteries, Lord God, because we know that you are not mysterious. You are very plain and you will speak to us plainly, Lord God. God, there are so many people in this time who are um, trying to figure things out when it comes to, you know, racism and, and politics and, and what is next, Lord God. But I just ask, and, and I'm grateful that we are putting our trust in you, Lord God, that we seek your face on what the next thing is. Lord God, that we lay down our biases, Lord God, and that we worship you in spirit and in truth, that we're able to lay down those things, Lord God, that divide us, Lord God, and pick up your yoke, because your burden is easy, Lord God. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Lord God, and we just thank you that you give us wisdom and that we walk in wisdom and we hear of you and we see you, Lord God, that you hold back no good thing from us. God, help us to make right, Lord God, what you know is wrong. Lord God, no matter who looks at us uh, in any type of way, Lord God, let us want to be pleasing in your sight more and more in each day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, all right. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Candid Conversations yes. with One Kid Woman and the Bearded Lady, Race, Politics, and Christianity. Let's get it together, people. Please. Stay kept. Stay kept, folks. Well, that's it for today. But as always, you can still connect with me on Facebook at Kept Women or at my website, www.psalmsofone, the number one, keptwoman.com. Until then, now unto him who's able to keep you and me from falling. Stay kept, folks. <laughs>